Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is, this, 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 this is Views is from Mitch Street. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. I told you it was going to be a new era of Carolina Panthers football. And ladies and gentlemen, the new era begins with both a new head coach and the loss of one of the most beloved Panthers of all time. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Friday edition of of the Views from Mint Street podcast presented by Odyssey. Ordinarily on Fridays, it is the podcast where we would spend our time talking about the upcoming game this Sunday, and we will get into that game as Tom Brady and his Buccaneers find their way to Charlotte to take on the New Look Panthers in the bank, but... New Look. Obviously. And I have to tell you guys, before I set up the conversation... Lonzo just got done watching the press conference of Fitterer a minute ago and like angry MST3K style riffing on the podcast with some of the most hateful language. And Lonzo's the least hateful person I've ever met in my life. And I felt like if Lonzo could have figured a way to to digitally reach through the computer monitor and wrap his hands around Scott Fitterer's throat. He would have. My name is Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show, 9 to noon Eastern on the Fan Upstate 97.7 FM in Greenville, 97.1 FM Spartanburg, and available around the world on the Odyssey app or at thefanupstate.com. My co-host, as always, the angry one, Lonzo Reitzel, who received a DM from me this morning. Uh, very early yeah. when the McCaffrey news broke. So, so you you talk about me me riffing. Have you ever been to a a, a self help gurus type uh, press conference where or he's up on stage and he's telling you all these things that that he that you can do to uh, to to just better yourself? Well, that's what I saw, except for you know a guy who didn't believe in himself and was lying out his teeth. That's what I saw, and nobody, none of the, none of the people in the room, none of the reporters believed anything he said. When you're asking, "Are you tanking?" No, 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 no. We're gonna win. Really, really, we're gonna. No, you're not. You're not. You're not gonna win. You traded away the best player you had, but Rob is gonna tell you in the next however long the podcast lasts today before I walk out, how this is a good thing, and this is it's not a good thing. He can't convince me. Maybe he can convince you. All right. Let's just get right to it, right? Christian McCaffrey traded to the San Francisco 49ers in return 
for McCaffrey, the Panthers are going to receive a second round draft pick, a third round draft pick, and a fourth round draft pick in this year's upcoming draft, or I should say next year's upcoming draft, and a fifth round pick in the draft after that in the 2024 NFL draft. And yes, the great one slash angry one is correct. As much as it hurts, CMC not is but has been for many years the face of the Carolina Panthers. You are going to go see, even this weekend in Charlotte, I imagine, you are going to see more 22 jerseys walking around the bank than anybody else. That is not a question. I understand having a face of the franchise, and I understand how emotionally painful it is to see this guy get sent away. But it was the right move, and here is why. Christian McCaffrey's value is now, and he's got a lot of value. Right. He's 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 got uh, he's one of only what I think two players in NFL history that were able to rack up as many 50 yard 50 yard games as he has done throughout his career. But his value is now the Panthers. If the timeline is accelerated for the rebuild. And yes, it is obvious that we are a rebuilding team now. If the timeline for a rebuild is accelerated. The Panthers will compete next year. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender next year, but they'll compete, right? If the timeline is the way I expect it to be, 2023 will be a get-it-together year, and 24 is the year that we contend. Christian McCaffrey will be 28 years old next year and 29 in the year that we would contend on what I believe to be a regular NFL rebuilding timeline. Running backs hit their shelves at 30. We've talked about this on on every show we've ever done. Running backs hit at 30. Christian McCaffrey is an asset to a team that is set up to win now, like the San Francisco 49ers. The Carolina Panthers are looking for assets that have their value in the future, and that is the definition of a draft pick. It is an asset for you in the future. We do not have a present. Our present is rebuilding. Our present is moving towards 2023-2024. We do not have a present. And even if you wanted to argue that it was all about success now and pride and all that, we're one in five with Christian McCaffrey. You trade him away, you cannot be but one game worse than you are with, by the way, no signs of increasing efficiency on the offensive side of the ball since the win over New Orleans. McCaffrey's value is for a team contending now, not a team that expects to contend in the future. We are a team that expects to contend in the future, therefore draft picks out of Christian McCaffrey. By the way, a good haul of draft picks, right? Marshall Falk was one of the greatest running backs in the history of the league. He got traded when he was 28 years old, and they got two draft picks for him, which I think were a second and a fifth or a second and a sixth, if I recall correctly. We got a haul to bring in four guys over the next two years. All you got to do is hit on one of them. You pair them with whatever quarterback we take at the first overall or second or at worst third overall draft pick in next year's draft, and you've got a team to contend in the future. There is no contending for us now. Therefore, Christian McCaffrey had no point 
on being on this football team, Lonzo. Here's what here's what I hope. I hope that the Panthers had a guy who speaks as eloquently as Rob Brown does to come in and tell them why. Come on, guys, this is a great thing. I know Christian was, you know, the majority of the offense. I know that, but you know what? Next year or okay, the year after I'm no no four year I know you won't be here, but five years from now, we're gonna be almost okay. So I want you to go out there and try really hard. We're putting you in a position where you can't win because we're tanking. We can't say we're tanking, but that's what we're doing. But we're not going to tell you, hey, don't play your hardest because that would be considered tanking on purpose, and we don't want anyone to think we're tanking on purpose. I know in the press conference the the uh, the, the uh, reporters are asking if we're tanking. Of course we said we weren't tanking because we're not really tanking. But Christian McCaffrey is gone from the team. That's a good thing. You know what that means? That means opportunity for all these other guys to get out there and get some playing time so you too can play for another team. So go out there and play really hard because possibility of a fire cell? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. We've got a few more days. What, we've got like 10 days or something like that until the trade deadline? And if the right offer comes along, Scott Federer said, you know, we don't plan on getting rid of these guys unless – and. A really good offer happens. So, you know, even though you think you're a Carolina Panther, you may not always be. I just don't I don't get tanking. I don't get losing on purpose. I can't fathom trying not to win at any level on anything, whether it's tic-tac-toe, whether it's playing croquet with my kids, which is fun, by the way. I Losing is not in my DNA. I do not want to purposefully do that, and that's what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. And when you take away all the Christian McCaffrey posters off the wall uh, in, in, in the stadium and take those, whose face are you putting up right now? Whose face are you putting up? Here's my genuine response to that. Who cares? Who uh, cares? Me, the fan. The, the, the guy whose heart is broken because Christian McCaffrey is no longer a Carolina Panther. I care. And there are a lot of people like me who care. And, yeah, I know I don't run the team. I know I'm not on the team. But I love the team, and there are a lot of people like me who love the team, and they feel like the team is failing us because they decided, you know what? We give up. We're just we'll the try. Team's failing we'll try you because they're we'll, one in five. We'll, we'll try again in a couple more years. Sorry, guys. We'll try again in a couple more so, years. Uh, thank you. We we really care about you. We don't really, but but we're going to pretend like we care about you because you don't care about the fans. You don't. Here is the hardest thing to accept as the fan of a professional sports franchise. They don't. No franchise cares about an individual fan. They don't. They don't care that Lonzo's heart is hurting. They don't care We're about... like it's just me because there are many people like me be. right now. And it doesn't oh matter because here's the reality, right? This is how this plays out. They trade away CMC and you get a bunch of Lonzos. You get a, a million Lonzos that go, that's it. I'm out. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not supporting this team the rest of the year, right? If they're going to do this. And that's fine. And then, I, know, I never said I wasn't supporting the team. I just, I'm making yeah, a hypothetical okay, point all right, here. All right, but you're, you're painting a picture like I said that. I okay. Say that. Somebody, we're going to call him Donzo, completely unrelated to this show, says, you've broken my heart as a fan. I'm upset. My heart hurts. But here's the reality. They go next year with the first overall draft pick, and they get a quarterback, and they land on a stud. And they go get the next head coach. And they find a hot coordinator and they get the right guy. And then with the four draft picks that they just got for Christian McCaffrey, they'll go get a couple of playmakers. And they put all these guys together. And next year, the Carolina Panthers finish neck and neck with Tampa Bay for the division. 
right? And the year after that, the Carolina Panthers enter the year as a 2024 preseason favorite for the Super Bowl. Do you know what happens at the bank? Everybody who is right now talking about how losing's not my DNA and we're above this is at the bank packing the rafters because the Panthers are good, right? We cannot accomplish anything this year. This sounds Going like, five, what, what was the Saints record last year? Uh, I don't care. Correct. Because it's irrelevant. Because right? it's not a team I root for. But I will say the formula you just pointed out is the same thing as said in Jacksonville every single year. Same thing as said in Detroit every single year. Um, this is, we, we got, we're getting some great draft picks. We got the right coach. We got the right quarterback. And they still don't win. Yeah, it's also the same that they said in New York and the Giants are 5-1. and one. It's the same they said in Philly and the Eagles are 6-0. and oh. Well, if we're for, still, for every, if we're still doing Detroit, this podcast, which we probably will be in, in another five weeks, if I don't spontaneously combust, and then the next guy, <laughs> hopefully you get in, is someone like me uh, who will make it another five weeks and then they'll catch on fire. Um, we'll, we'll see if those teams that are, are number one now are still number one in five weeks because I'm not so sure they will be. Maybe not. And then you can't use that as, but, but, as a thing. But just like they might not be 5-1 and one or 6-0 and oh undefeated. The, Gi- the Giants, by the way, historically have had some really good teams. And, Historically, and same like the with, 80s. All right, Jacksonville has not. Right. Detroit has not. I don't disagree. I'm comparing it to those teams. I don't And if I, you want, so so uh, you could say, well, Carolina has a history of winning. But the Panthers don't have 60 years of history. You're right, they don't. But they've they've got half that. Here's what it comes down to. If the Panthers play this the right way and they get good next year and the year after, you'll be back. That's it. It's very simple. You will be there. You will be supporting. I'm not just going like you anywhere. didn't. You didn't text me this morning and go, Rob, bleep this. I'm off the podcast because McCaffrey's not You're there. Right. That's, You're not that's what go I said. Anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm that I'm un, not unhappy. I am unhappy, and I think what you're spewing is a line. And here's, I think it's I think it's ridiculous, and it's not right. Here's where it comes down. Lonzo and a and folks in his mentality, and I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong for it. I'm saying I disagree with it. Well, you're disparaging, but that's all right. I'm that's not disparaging. I'm disagreeing. There's a difference. Lonzo and folks in his mentality would rather go five and eleven, or, or five and twelve, or, or or six and eleven, and try. Right? You you would rather go six and eleven and get a draft pick that's 12, 13, 14. And I'm you're right. Going, I, I have a winning mentality. I don't like to lose. That's fine. You if, can if have you want, that mentality. If you want to put me in that category, yes, that's me. I, I don't like take, to lose. I will take being called a loser and having a loser's mentality, which is what you're you want to talk about despairing. You're telling me I have a loser's mentality, Never and said that's that. okay. You have a building mentality, and that's great. Correct. It's, it's good to build as long as you reach uh, the, the building gets done eventually. Correct, but I need the tools to build. I need bricks, I need concrete, I need mortar. I need conquer. I, I need. I need. You, I need tools to build. You would rather go six and eleven, and short yourself with, with Christian McCaffrey, and short yourself the resources to be good in twenty twenty four. Whereas I'm going, it's going to hurt now, and I'm going to be broke right now. I'm not going to have any money right now, but I'm utilizing my money in order to have tools to build down the line that we would not otherwise get if I keep things in-house right now. Because the other option is you're going to end up with a 29-year-old busted up running back in 2024 and no tools to build for that season as opposed to now having a toolkit full of tools to use to build in that direction. I'd rather be bad and have resources down the line, then be mediocre, but hey, we try real hard. All right, your toolkit analogy does not work one little bit because here's the reason why. You've got an offensive line. You've got receivers. You've, you've got a running back with Christian McCaffrey. The one thing you're missing is 
a good quarterback. And an a good offensive young, coordinator uh, well, and a head coach uh, and you can, a GM. You can, you can keep adding to that. But, right, because but, those but, are the things. But next year, you're getting a number one draft pick. You, you are, unless something changes. So you have all those pieces in place that we've already talked about, and then you bring in the quarterback. Now you don't have that good running back. Now you're probably going to lose some other pieces too, whether they say they're going to do it or not. There's a good shot they lose some more because they are tanking. They absolutely are tanking. There's no Rob, the Carolina Panthers tanking. Yeah. Okay. It's a natural tank. All right. All right. It's a natural you know, tank. Forget this natural tank thing. It's a natural it's tank. Just, it's just a tank, period. It's, it's ridiculous to say to everyone, hey, we're going to lose, but it's going to make us better. You never get better by losing. Sure you do. You, 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 that, that is why people tank. That's the point of a tank is to get better on the other end of it. Uh, it, it, is, it is giving up. This is what it comes down to. You can have you can go out there and play for pride and 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 play for your ego. Why do you, so that why do you, you can, use that tone like it's a bad thing? Because it is. Because you are depleting what? future resources for pride now. Pride and ego are not bad things. I, they can be. There's literally a saying: "Pride cometh before the fall." No, you're right. It you, can you know, be a bad. Here's thing. where pride and ego are are a problem when you have a losing mentality, and that's what they're instilling in all the guys here. You're not important enough to us. We don't believe in you. That's why we're going to They're start getting rid of. Five. Of course, we don't believe in them. They're bad. It's a bad football team. You're right. They've been getting beat by 30 points every game. No, they've been losing close games. Losing. Yeah, yeah, but losing. But That's what two, bad teams you, you, do. They you're lose. Missing the whole point. So, so, so here's the way I look at it. You can have your pride and go out there, and maybe we, I mean, we got to, we got to. We talked about it on the show today. We got a soft back end of the schedule, right? Pittsburgh, Detroit. Yeah, we've got a schedule that no one's going to come to see the other team. That's how bad it is. Yes, correct. We, in fact, we were talking about that on the show today. We said, hey, look, we're looking for silver lining. Hey, tickets to the bank are going to be cheap on Sundays. What games would Lonzo and I would go to? I was like, I'll go this Sunday to watch Tom Brady play in person. But after that, what game? And then we looked at the back half of the schedule. It's trash. It's a bad end. But here's why that sets up for us. Because you can go out there and play for pride, and you might beat Detroit, who are one in one in whatever. Hey, hey Rob, what if what if the Panthers were to mess around and, and compete to, for the division by the end of the they year? They won't. What if they were? They won't. So you're saying it's impossible? Yes, they will not compete for this division. It might be impossible now without Christian McCaffrey. It, 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 you are one and five. One in five. Is and, Atlanta and better than us right now? Losing yes or no? games by three, uh, according to record, yes. Is Tampa Bay better than us right according now? According to record, yes. Is New Orleans better than us right now? I guess according to record. Correct. I, I, I don't know what New Orleans Correct. thing is. But Even as far with as, McCaffrey. But as far as division opponents, Carolina's undefeated. Right. With one win. Still right? undefeated. Uh, the, the, I... I understand how you're attacking this. Nobody wants to watch their team lose. None of us get up on Sunday morning to watch our team lose. But the reality of the situation is we're bad. So you can have pride and go play for the silver and blue, and that's all well and good. And you can end with two or three or maybe four or five wins at the end of the year and have the seventh or eighth pick where Stroud and Hooker and Young are all off the board. Or you can suck up your pride you can go, it stings, but we're going to be better for it later. And you can have the number one or number two overall pick and have your pick of those quarterbacks to get the right guy and trust you make the right move. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. 
This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, keeping the conversation going here on the Views from Mint Street podcast, available where major podcasts are found on Google Play, on Apple iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, or free on the Odyssey app. No matter what podcast provider you use, search for and then subscribe to the Views from Mint Street podcast. And on top of all of that, make sure that you tell your family, your friends, and all the cat folks out there that, listen, I know it doesn't feel like it right now. But there is cause for great optimism because the Carolina Panthers are, for the first time, making the right moves. They're making the right moves. We are getting rid of bad contracts like Robbie Anderson's. We are trading guys who only have current value for future value like McCaffrey. And despite what some doom and gloomers are saying right now, this is not a fire sale. Brian Burns is not going anywhere. Derek Brown is not going anywhere. J.C. Horn is not going anywhere. Jeremy Chin is not going anywhere. Let's, Icky let's, is let me not ask going you, anywhere. If you were one of those guys, wouldn't you want to leave now? Because you see that management has depleted offense. There's nothing on that side, so you know how tired you are at the end of the game because you're spending – two-thirds of the game on the field because the offense could do nothing, and the offense just got worse. The offense just got worse. So you're going to be spending even more time out there risking injury, risking a lot of things where you shouldn't have to, but management doesn't care enough to take care of the offense. Yeah, defense is good, but they're going to be exhausted in another couple weeks. There's a reason why they're getting injuries here, injuries there, all over the place on the defense with – the good players because they're on the field too much and management doesn't care enough to bolster the offense in a way that would keep you off okay, the field. Okay, so what's your move? How do you want to bolster him? Just keep a guy who's on a team that's 1-5? and five? You keep a guy you who's want to a, keep a guy you keep on the, the team only who's, guy who's a spark on the offense. You keep that guy. Yeah, that yes. amazing spark that has this last in the league in offense. Like, what do you want to do? Like, so, so if, if you're saying keep McCaffrey. I, again, I'm, I'm coming from, I believe, the player side, the fan side, and you seem to be coming from management side. And, and, and I, you know, I get your points. I do get your points. I don't believe in them. I don't like them. But I get where you're coming from. Just because uh, just I don't agree doesn't mean I don't understand where you're coming from because I absolutely do. But all I know as being a former player, not to that level, but I, I can put myself in their shoes and look at, at you've been in a job where um, it seems like everything falls on you and no one else does anything and management could do something to fix it, but they don't. 
and it all falls on you. If you're the defense, you've got to feel that way. You've the, got to the, look at it and go, what do, what do we do? The, they don't want us to win. What are we supposed to do? We're out here getting hurt. We're putting our heart and soul into this, and they don't care. The flaw in your argument is when you say management's not doing anything. Yes, they are. They're doing stuff for the yeah, future. Yeah, they made the team worse. They're, right. This year, in order to make the team better next year and the year after that and the year after that. Yes, there are times in your life where you have to sacrifice now for the future. That's that's just the reality of everything you do personally, professionally, romantically. You have to sacrifice now to do better later. Like, for instance, hey, I want to go to this event. I, I want to watch the uh, I want to watch the football game this weekend, right? Like I really want to watch this game. This game's important. But wife comes to you, significant other comes to you and goes, "Hey, I've got this work function. It is super important for me. It's a big deal for me and I need you to be there. I'd like for you to be there. I need you to be there." It may be a massive sacrifice to not watch the game this weekend, but you are investing in your future because she does great at this event and then she schmoozes the right people and now wife gets a promotion. She's bringing in more money. The family's better off for it. Yes, it hurts right now to have to sacrifice this thing, but you are investing in your long-term future. That is quite exactly what the Carolina Panthers are doing. Yes, it's things right now that it, and we know that it hurts right now and it hurts to watch McCaffrey go, a guy who has represented this franchise so well for so many years. It hurts to watch him go. But you have to look at it in my opinion from the perspective of we are investing in the future of the Carolina Panthers because even with Christian McCaffrey, there is no present and this is what I've said multiple times. If we finish 2-15 and 15, or we finish 12-5 and five through the end of the year, we don't lose another game and we go 12-5 and five the rest of the year, but we don't miss the playoffs. Does anybody care? No, it doesn't matter. You're not going to talk about this season, whether we go two, in, uh, two, two wins the rest of the way or one or four or 12. If we don't make the playoffs, then this year doesn't matter. We already, we're not mathematically eliminated from the playoff, but statistically speaking, we are eliminated from the playoff. So why not invest in our future instead of being whatever we're going to be this year as a bad football team? Why not try to stack the future and give us a chance to where next season does matter and is in the history books because we're a playoff team with a fistful of guys who want to be there. And while you're talking about the player, and let me go back and address the initial point because I don't want to skip over it. If you're Brian Burns, if you're Derek Brown, if you're J.C. Horn, if you're Xavier Woods, if you're Jeremy Chin, if you're these guys on the defensive side of the football, are you looking at it and going, this hurts? Of course you are, just like the fans are. We're all hurt right now. I'm not arguing that. But A, the majority of players in the league aren't on a contender. The majority of teams are not contenders, and the majority of players in the league aren't on a contending team. They know that. That's part of the job. But I think if you are, especially one of those guys that's locked in for a number of years on a contract, right? Uh, if you are looking as a guy who's locked into the contract, do I want to be a part of this? Hell yeah, because now this team has an absolute launch pad for next year, and I'm part of it. If I'm Brian Burns, let's use him as an example, because he's the one that everybody on social is going crazy. I saw last night Eagles fans were like, let's go get him and win the Super You're not getting him. He's not going anywhere, right? We're not trading him away because he's a part of a foundation. The thing the Panthers have that Jacksonville's never had, Detroit's never had, we got a damn good foundation. Jacksonville's never had a foundation. They've had some good players come through, 
but they haven't since Mark Brunel left had a foundation. The Detroit Lions keep breaking down their foundation. Every every time they find a guy to be a foundation, they get rid of him. We haven't done that. The foundation's there. It's strong. So if I am one of those young cats and I am part of this foundation, I'm looking at this and going, next year when we're good, two years from now when we're a contender, I'm going to be able to say I was a part of that. I was a part of building something special, just like at this radio station. As this station continues to grow here in Greenville, South Carolina, and continues to take over the market with numbers that are better by the day, by the day, by the day, there is pride in Rob Brown to say, I am a part of that foundation. I am part of what is being built into this juggernaut. That's what those young guys get to say right now, and I think they are evidenced by the fact, though, that last week against L.A., a game where they were a double-digit underdog, the defense specifically came out and busted their hump to make it a game. I absolutely think they do have pride, and they know that what they are building right now is the future, not the present. Never said they didn't have pride, and yeah, they may have played really well, which they did, but the offense did not, and the offense is not going to, and they're probably not going to win. You said no one will remember the season. Here's why this season could be memorable. I hope everything you said comes to pass. I hope the the, the Panthers get back to being a contender. But if five years from now, after all these picks have panned out and you know what you get, you're still in this situation, then you can look back to this moment this week when McCaffrey was traded away as the beginning of the end of the franchise and the, the trip down to the bottom for the foreseeable future. Foreseeable future is 2022. That is a future. No, Guess why? No, it's not. The foreseeable future is like 2030. No, I, di- I could not disagree with you more. And here's the thing. Let's say we kept McCaffrey. We are at the bottom. That's not disputable. We are the number one overall draft pick as of today. We are already at the bottom, right? You can't go down any further than being the number one overall pick next year, right? You can't do it. Uh, do you think Christian McCaffrey was going to be a part of this team in 2030? No. No, of course he wasn't. He's not going to be a part of the. He wouldn't have been a part of the team in 2026. He'd have been over 30 and a guy that's already in the last three years. What did he play in the last three years? Ten games, right? Like he's already on the verge. That's why McCaffrey's valuable to a San Francisco now because he's got the opportunity to be good now if he doesn't get banged up. And I'll tell you right now, he goes to San Francisco, and I I'm, I got every available appendage crossed. This doesn't happen. I'm pulling for CMC in San Francisco. But he goes out there and his knee or his ankle gets messed up like it did last year. We just fleeced San Francisco. Fleeced San Francisco. Yeah, if McCaffrey don't, can't don't, finish don't, the year, do that, as I don't though, think he will. Yeah, don't do that, though. Don't don't wish that on I don't. Man. I literally I just said I know, I'm but, crossing all the things that it doesn't happen. I am pulling for it. I hope if it can't be Carolina, I hope San Francisco wins the Super Bowl. For Christian McCaffrey, he deserves it for what he has been to this franchise for five and a half years. I hope the 49ers can take him to the promised land and vice versa. But statistically speaking, empirically speaking, Christian McCaffrey has not been available the majority of time for us the past few seasons. It's not like I'm going to trust that he's going to finish this season healthy. And if he doesn't, we fleeced them. It is what it is. But the point is, McCaffrey was a part of this team for, in my opinion, in my opinion, and it's speculation, and I acknowledge that it's speculation. At most, two more seasons. At most, two more seasons. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about being good in 23 and being a contender in 24, but with the right head coach, 
the right quarterback, and one of those four draft picks we hit from San Francisco turning into a stud playmaker to put up with DJ Moore, who is also not going anywhere, calm down everyone else in the NFL. I'm talking about being good in 23 and being a contender in 24 and 25 and 26 and 27 and 28 and 29. You got to be good once to be great for a period. Here's what I really, really would like. I would like, as we continue near the end of this podcast, to find something positive that we can agree on. Um, hopefully there's, there's somewhere in there as we move past McCaffrey and move on to the the upcoming game. Can we just spend like the last 10 or 15 minutes of the podcast just slamming Tom Brady? The views from Mint Street Podcast rolls on this. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm Rob Brown, Lonzo Reitzel over on the other side of the metaphorical glass, my co-host and commander-in-chief every time we drop these pods for you. Again, if you are not already subscribed, if you are stumbling upon us for the first time, you went, wait a minute, they traded McCaffrey. Let's go see what Panther Nation had to say about it. Well, do us a favor. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you found us. Hit the heart button or the icon of whatever type it is and make sure that you are subscribed to the Views from Entry podcast and spread us around on your social media. Let the rest of Panther Nation know that we are out here talking pigskin of the silver and blue with you. All right, so... The Friday edition of the pod is the pod where we talk about the game upcoming. And that, of course, is Tampa Bay. Tom Brady and his Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel north to Charlotte and enter the bank to take on our Carolina Panthers, the now Christian McCaffrey-less Carolina Panthers. And we'll start at that spot, though, because... And you and I were watching pressers before we came in here to drop the pod. Uh, First off, Chuba Hubbard, Dante Foreman, these two guys are going to be the guys. They are going to get their touches. And we are going to get to, I think for the first time truly this season, kind of get a feel for what we expected this season. Now they are the only dudes. You know, we have been talking about, uh, you know, I hear the catchphrase keep pounding, and my thought is you should add the words the rock onto the end of it. So we ought to see this team run the ball 50 times this weekend with two running backs. Now both of them not only competing with each other, but competing to show who is the bell cow moving forward with 22 out on the West Coast. We should see a hefty amount of runs, predominantly because you don't trust P.J. Walker to throw the ball down the field. Sam Darnold is on his 21-day return window. I do not think or know that he will be available this weekend. Probably not. Bakes out. He's not going to be there. So you got P.J. You got uh, you got Easton back there backing him up. You're not going to be throwing the football. Tampa knows that. Now I want to see when the defense knows you're running the ball, with the offensive line playing as well as it has, and with two guys now competing to show that they should be the running back of the future for this team, though, we ought to just go jumbo, old school, 1960s, line it up and shove it down your throat football and see if that is maybe the identity we've been lacking. All right, so because I believe in being consistent, I'm going to disagree with you on this, and and here's why. All right, so... If you're a Tampa Bay's defense, you're looking and going, 
okay, who do we key on? What What is this offense? I, don't, I mean, when McCaffrey was there, like a day ago, you knew who they'd be focusing on. Now you don't know. And just because P.J. Walker didn't throw anything over five yards last week doesn't mean he won't this week. Because if the defense has the same mentality that you do, and they should, they're going to believe that Carolina is going to come out and test those two running backs who haven't had enough carries, and they're going to stack the box. Last week, the box was stacked, but Ben McAdoo decided to not throw the ball deeper. He's been asked about that a bunch, and he's said, well, that was, you know, that isn't what we decided. We come in with a game plan. So your game plan was just to run the ball and not throw the ball that far. So if Tampa Bay looks at what uh, the Panthers did last week, they're going to stack that box, and there's going to be some receivers open. Uh, DJ Moore's going to be open. And then there's, there's another competition – uh, that you didn't mention because we hadn't got to yet. It's it's the receiver competition because Robbie Anderson's gone. That number two position is open. Who's going to take that spot? There are some decent receivers on this team. Who's going to take? Now, I know they actually have to have the ball thrown their way. True, <laughs> and maybe they're just competing on who runs the crispest routes. But there's a competition there too, and those guys are going to want to show, hey, I am the number two, or who knows, maybe even the number one. Uh, you are looking at the opportunity for uh, DJ Moore to kind of elevate his game, and, and and I think you're spot well, right, on. Right now, DJ Moore is the is, is the, the weapon. One. He's the weapon the that weapon. They, that they're going to try to take away. You are exactly correct. He is the weapon. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I would love to see him go above and beyond and make some plays. But the reality is, as we pointed out last week, PJ Walker of 16 passes, five or was it six of them went beyond the line of scrimmage. One of them was caught. It was for one yard advancement. You can have Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens and Calvin Johnson out there. If your quarterback can't throw a pass the line of scrimmage, it doesn't matter. Right. But yes, this is an opportunity now. And, and, And I guess that's the other part of it. You know, the last couple of weeks, I have called this an on-the-job audition uh, for Steve Wilkes, right? Like it's an on-the-job audition for him to try to show. Yeah, they do Fitter. keep. T- they keep. They, they start taking pieces away from me and say, uh, "Hey, Steve, win with oh, this." St- I promise you, Steve yeah. Wilkes is furious right yeah. now. He can say he's not, and I respect that. But I promise you, Steve Wilkes is heated right now because any chance that he had to go out there and snag three or four or five, sus- you know, surprise wins and show, "Hey, I rallied the troops." I'm at the point now where I'm like, yeah, hey, Steve Wilkes ain't the head coach next year because you're not winning games this year. I mean, maybe we pick up one win against, like, Detroit, but that's really it. Although if, if they do win now, he might not get the job because they don't want him to win. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, so I think this is it, – it's an on-the-job audition for Steve Wilkes. Sure, right? And, and listen, can Steve Wilkes do enough that he could justify being named the head coach even if the Panthers only win another game or two? I honestly think Yes. You show me a, a, a locker room that is gelled. You show me a team that is gelled. You show me a team that's going out there and punching people in the mouth, even if they only win one or two or three games. And I, I you know, I at least give them the same interview process I would give everybody else in the offseason. 
This is an on-the-job audition for Steve, but it's an on-the-field audition for everybody else on this roster that isn't already a guarantee. Like I mentioned, Brian Burns ain't going nowhere. Derek Brown ain't going nowhere. Uh, In fact, I think Shaq Thompson is probably the only defender that will be traded before the trade deadline November 1st, and that's really only because Shaq Thompson's got a contract that's not team-friendly, and we're just trying to restructure to be team-friendly right now. Uh, Luvu, Jackson, Woods, they're not Horn. They're not going anywhere. But... For the rest of these cats, you know who it is an on-field audition for? It is an on-the-field audition for uh, Shai Smith. It's an on the certainly for Terrence Marshall Jr., right? Marshall Jr., when he came in from LSU, I remember during that draft uh, saying, I think this kid's got the chance to be a future player, right? Like a, like a really, really good red zone specialist, jump all guy. He's really not been involved all that much. This is a really good opportunity for TMJ. It's a really good opportunity for uh, Chenault Jr. to kind of take that next step and move forward and show that, hey, you don't need Robbie Anderson. You got me. He already did that. That Saints game, he had a phenomenal game, he right? He did, and then, then he got hurt. And then got hurt. I am here uh, to, to, to tell you, this is the on-the-field audition for a lot of players. And, you know, I, I go back to what I said about those guys on the defensive side of the ball early, and it starts this Sunday against Tampa Bay. I am, if I am Scott Fitterer, if I am Steve Wilkes, if I am David Tepper all the way down, I am now walking into the locker room today, this morning, after the news broke, right? Sam Darnold said he woke up to the news of McCaffrey being traded. I don't think anybody knew. I'm walking in the locker room, and I'm saying, fellas, here's the deal. We expect... This franchise, we demand this franchise to be good next year. Not, okay, not, hey, it was a better year, good next year. And we expect this franchise to be great contender in 2024. And so now every one of you get to look in the mirror and ask yourself a question. Do I want to be a part of that? Do I want to be one of the guys that in 2024, when this team is a contender in the NFC, do I want to be able to say to myself, I was a part of that? Do I want to come back here to Charlotte in 10 or 15 or 20 years when we are doing the ring ceremony, when we are doing the reunion, when they are unveiling names and numbers in the ring of honor? Do I want to be a guy who gets called and told, hey, It's the 20-year reunion of the Super Bowl. We're putting your number up on the Ring of Honor. Do I want to be that guy that enters the circle with Keekly and Smith and DeLome and all of these greats? Or do I not? And if you don't, that's okay. But we want a bunch of guys who want to be the foundation of history for Charlotte, for Carolina, for this football team. And you have the rest of this year to decide, is that me or ain't it? And if it's not, that's okay. There's the door. We won't be mad. We won't hold it against you. We'll get you to the best place we can get you. That helps us as well. But if you want to be a part of the future of this franchise, now is the time to go out there to put Tom Brady on his earth and win this game and compete and fight and show us that you want to do that. All right, so if I'm the uh, the defensive coordinator this week, I'm bringing props when I'm talking to the defense. Just bringing one prop. And that prompt is, it's, I don't know, it's about eight inches by eight inches. 
and it's uh, called a ThinkPad. I'm bringing that ThinkPad, and, I, and I'm, I'm holding it up in front of the defense, and I'm saying this. We want this thing tossed. We want it thrown multiple times on that other side of the field because if Tom Brady is throwing his ThinkPad, you guys are doing your job. If Tom Brady is screaming at his offensive line, you're doing your job. And you guys can do this to him. I want at least six think pads broken before the end of this game. <laughs> this is your goal. Every time you get to Tom Brady, that's another think pad gone. And you need to do this. And you can do this. And take pleasure after you sack him, cause a fumble, or intercept. Just go to go come to our sidelines and look at the Tron when they show him throwing the think pad. And you've won the day. Tom Brady is susceptible right now. He absolutely is. With all my doubts, all our doubts for the offensive side of the ball for Carolina, the defense is definitely the strong suit. And a defense, I believe, is averaging about one touchdown per game the last few games. So the defense can actually score some points, and Tom Brady can help you do that. You put some pressure on him, and he throws an interception – some will say he's the greatest of all time. I'm never going to be that guy. But I will say this, he's not this year. And if you've ever wanted to if, – if you know this is this – is, if you're on the defense and you know this is Tom Brady's last year, you got two chances to actually knock him on his butt. Isn't that a little more motivation? It absolutely is. Oh, for sure. And he's, he's not having a good couple weeks. For the record, just so we're clear, I'm not saying I don't want the guys to go out there and, 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 and try to lose. I'm just saying we're not good enough to win. There's a difference. I I want fight. It's just you can, like I said, you can win accidentally. What was my? It's possible. I agree. I'm I don't I think there's another win for us somewhere on the schedule between here and the end of the year. I don't think we're ended one and sixteen. Yeah, we've looked. It's not a murderer's row of competition. Yeah. It absolutely is not, including within your own division. Yeah, there's a there's another the win toughest team there. in your division is Atlanta. Yeah, New Orleans is very beatable right now. Atlanta, despite Mar- Marcus Mariota flipping me the bird over and over, Atlanta is beatable. Pittsburgh, despite beating uh, Tampa last week, and that was the best we've seen Pittsburgh all year. That was the anomaly, the exception, not the rule. Pittsburgh's beatable. Hell, the Detroit Lions are certainly beatable. It might cost us the first round, uh, the first overall draft pick to do it, but that's a beatable. There's another win, maybe two, coming somewhere down the pipe. I won't go any more than two, but there's another win or two coming down the pipe. What I'm asking for, what did I say on the pod a week ago when we talked about the setup for LA? I'm not expecting a win. I don't want to win. I'm not looking for a win. I am looking to see. I'll say I don't remember. I've been mad at you all day. That's fair. I am looking to see 53 men on the roster, dressed out, going out there, and fighting like their lives depend on it. I want to see them go out there and punch L.A. in the face and make it a game. And defensively, they absolutely did that. I'm looking for the same thing. Tampa Bay's defense has struggled in the face of a lot of good offenses this year. I want them to struggle again. I want them to, you know what? I want the first segment on ESPN sports center Sunday night to be Tom Brady and the Buccaneers struggling on the road at the woeful Carolina. Like I want them to be asking what the hell is wrong with Tampa Bay after we get done with them this Sunday. I don't think we win this game. We're 13-point underdogs, and I took the Buccaneers to cover that. Without CMC, we're even more woeful on offense than I thought. But defensively, I just want when this game is over, when they flip 
to Sports Center with SVP. I want Scott to come on and go, what is wrong with Tampa? I want us to make Tampa look like they are not a contender. That's it. I want fight. I want heart. I want to see we are setting ourselves up to be good next year and great the year after that. I want to see who wants to be a part of that. That's it. That's all I'm looking for in this game. All right. I got to admit, I'm still too brokenhearted to have any parting words or anything. So uh, maybe next week I'll be a little more positive if no more of the team gets traded away and they actually compete against Tampa Bay. We'll find out. Because the next pod drops on Monday. And Lonzo might be in a better mood. Maybe. Shoulder shrug. Possibly. We'll find out. Appreciate you guys listening again. It is the Views from Entry podcast available where major podcasts are found on Stitcher, on Spotify, on Apple iTunes, on Google Play, or free on the Odyssey app. Do us a favor. We would very much appreciate you spreading the word about the podcast, getting people to come in and engage the conversation. At Lonzo on Word on Twitter, at The Rob Brown Show. You can keep the conversation going with us on social for Lonzo. My name is Rob Brown. We'll see you back here on Monday to do it all over again. It's the Views from Mitch Street Podcast. Keep pounding, baby!